This is an SOS distress signal from the mining ship Red Dwarf. It's not actually. It's me, Chris, from Big Damn Cast, with a little additional at the start of this episode. We recorded this on Wednesday the 19th of October. Normally we try to record it as late as we possibly can so that we can get all the news in, but sometimes circumstances mean we have to record it a little earlier. In this case, it meant we missed the Logan trailer, though we do talk about Logan in this episode. We'll touch on the trailer next week. And the announcement of Nintendo's Lilo and Switch, uh, the new console, including their third-party content and the new Zelda game, and the new Mario game, and all that good stuff, which I'm sure, again, we'll get to next week. So if we don't talk about it in this episode, that's the reason why. Don't get on your high horse about it! Enjoy the show. And can I have a go on your horse? It's very high. <laughs> See, I then said, I looked at her and I said, I'm going to get the special prosecutor to look into your situation because there have never been so many lies, all the lies, some great lies that I can tell you, the best lies, huge lies, huge. I'm going to look into your huge situation. You'd be in jail. Welcome! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Damn Cast. That's not our theme music. It is now. It is now. Surprise! Unless someone wants to write a song, don't, because that's a waste of time. But instead, and also my job. Yes, I'll see. Where's our Where's our wacky opening theme, including lyrics describing how wacky and lovable we are, like an eighties sitcom? Get there. Where's our Charles in Charge style opening sequence? It comes in the next season. Where's our Bosom Buddies opening sequence? It comes in the next season when we introduce a wacky new character to boost the ratings. Is it an invisible alien that only you can see? Yes. Who calls you Gumball? Or something. Um, and he always makes everything more awkward for you. And I always turn around like, Watson! And you go, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm Big Damn Chris. I'm Big Damn Matt. And we are on iTunes and Twitter and all that stuff. So if you're not following, you little shit, then how are you listening to this? Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good question. It's in the description. Some people still don't know we have Twitter. Big Damn Cast on Twitter. It's simple. Big Damn Cast. You can get involved with polls and everything. Uh, and we'll Not look the at the Polish, results. Well, well, you know, I mean, Polish people are more than welcome to follow. Last time course. we got involved with the Polish, we got dragged into a whole thing. So we're not. <laughs> we are not discriminating the people of Poland. Polish people can follow as much as they like. Yeah. It's those dirty Hungarians I don't uh, want to Hungarians. So... <laughs> Satire, satire, it's sarcasm for the sake of a joke. Okay, so, what is the first order of business today? Aside from the fact that we weren't here when New York Comic Con happened, so we didn't talk about it. No. Those of you who wanted our opinion on such stories, some of them are in this episode. Yes. Um... (laughs) Yes. Uh, well, what, the biggest thing that came out of it, literally just after we finished recording the last episode. Huge. Because as you will know, if you've listened to the last one, we recorded earlier, just ahead of NYCC. Literally, as soon as we wrapped that episode, the Logan poster came out. Yes. And the fact that it's going to be called Logan. As and, opposed um, to Wolverine 3, or 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 Mutton Chops, the, the movie. The Wolverine again. <laughs> the wolverine ning The Wolverine Trinity. Wolverine a go go. The Wolverine Revolution? How Wolverine got his groove back. (laughs) 
Wolverine's day out. Wolverine uh, 3, back in the habit. <laughs> Some would say oh. these are better titles for the movie. Wolverine 3, The Last Stand. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Well, at least now we can say that the third one's always the worst in the trilogy. Uh, Said the worst in the second X-Men trilogy. Uh, um, <laughs> it's my impression of a uh, Polish person. Oh, they're floaty late. Um... Quavers. <laughs> quavers. Bef- but enough of quavers. Enough yes. of, of terrible British snack foods. The prawn cocktail um, ones aren't bad. You can't get them anymore. Yeah, that's why they're not bad. Because they're a distant memory. <laughs> oh, everything's better in my memories. That's true. Green um, ketchup. We should try and get hold of some of the Black Gallic Doritos that Japan has. <gasps> I hear tell of these. You can only get them in Japan. I hear tell of these. We should get them. Can you only get them if you are dressed like a skimpy schoolgirl? No, you just you, ha- you just have to go to Nippon. Bless you. <laughs> um, so Logan, Logan. Was, Logan yeah, was in Japan yeah. the last time we saw him. Was was yeah. um, so the Wolverine was a couple of years back. And I've then... still not seen the Wolverine. Oh, that, you got to watch it with me. And then, and then before the last third, we'll get really drunk. <laughs> to numb the pain. It's a pretty decent flick till the last third. Um, so basically it's like I'm the X-Men all. franchise in general. It's like, not bad. Really digging this. What the fuck? Um, so, yeah. Uh, but this new one is set in the distant future. And due to some of the casting things that came out this week. not too distant future. Well, due to some of the casting things that came out this week. A distant alternate future, quite possibly. Yeah. Because we've got some of that famous X-Men franchise recasting for no reason going on again. Yeah. Uh, hit me, Matthew. Well. What was the poster, boy? There's been a whole barrage <laughs> of photos from Logan. Um, since... Since the announcement, uh, I think we're getting like one every day, basically. Yeah, so um, it's either is it you, Jackman, and the director keep putting James Mangold. James Mangold keeps putting stuff out. You, Jackman's put some bits out. There's been some stuff on the official Twitter for the film. Um, it's been a bit all over the place, but we've so far had um, we had the poster reveal, which is Wolverine's clawed hand holding what looks like a little child's hand, possibly a little girl's hand. Don't know. Difficult to tell. Probably a girl. X-23. Yeah, there's rumours going on that it's X-23. It'll be um, X-23. Which I think was apparently teased in The Wolverine, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, we've got pictures of a dishevelled-looking Professor X, as played by Patrick Stewart. Looking way dishevelled. And apparently... He stopped drinking Earl Grey tea, apparently. <laughs> tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah. Um, apparently he's, his powers are on the fritz and he sometimes can't remember stuff. So maybe he's got like mutant Alzheimer's or something, like psychic Alzheimer's. Mutant Alzheimer's. That's dark. That's a bit dark. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it's we've got a picture of Boyd Holbrook as Pierce, presumably Donald Pierce, one-time member of the Hellfire Club, and then later Cyborg who runs the Reavers. But he's wearing like some like seventies style tux. These are all black and white pictures as well, so... We, yeah, they're, they're all very stylized. But we know the Reavers are in it. Confirm yeah, that, we got another they? picture of, of just labelled Reaver of a heavily armed commando who may be cybernetic, so that'd be... Yeah, that's the Reavers. And then we had another pic of Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Which goes to show exactly why he took the Crystal Maze gig, because he was like, well, I've got to shave my head anyway. Yeah. So, suppose I'll do that. He does look a bit like Richard O'Brien. Did you see any of that, by the way? No, I didn't see any the of it. Crystal Maze one-off. I uh, saw one little clip was of, of Josh Whittacombe flirting with a Paralympian. Fair enough. That. I saw the clip where they consulted the computer and Richard O'Brien appeared on the screen in character. Oh. Gave them the information. Then said to them, like, oh, so you're doing it, are you? 
I always thought that Doctor Who fella would be good. You know, the Scottish one. And he's like, I don't know, moving on. Cause all the <laughs> and then the end just says, Stephen, don't muck it up. And the computer turned off. But the thing is, it did well enough. It's getting a full series. So he's probably going to... He's, 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 he's accidentally taken on the Brian Cranston curse because yeah. he's going to have to keep his head shaved now. Yeah. <laughs> Poor head Stephen shaved. Merchant. Remember Fort Boyard? Good Lord. That filled, that filled the Crystal Maze hole for a little bit in the same way that a three-day-old McDonald's will fill the hole for five guys you've got in your stomach at all times. Um, <laughs> so that's the sponsor we should pursue. Hey! Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? Sponsored by Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Five G's. We've recorded five of these in a row because we can't fucking move. There's got to be a better burger joint than five. In and out, there's an In-N-Out burger around here somewhere now, isn't there? Johnny Rockets in the States is pretty damn tasty. What, what but they're not, they're not, like a, they're not a common joint. They're like a restaurant chain that's quite rare. There's a Taco Bell in Manchester now. Ugh. Yeah, it's in the food great. Court, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no bad burrito, but it's pretty good. Anyway, Logan. God <laughs> damn it. So Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Yes. Like Albino Stephen Merchant. Cool. Um, <laughs> Caliban. Why Caliban? But, but why Caliban again? Because we've had uh, yeah, Caliban. He was in, he was in Apocalypse. He's in X Men Apocalypse. He's he, he's the person who keeps in the in the eighties, which is when that movie's set. No, the seventies. Awesome. Yeah. No, eighties. No, yeah. Return of the Jedi comes. I've out. not seen Apocalypse either. Yeah, it's in the eighties. Don't care about X Men movies anymore. It's dreadful. I'll tell you that. I'll save you a ticket. I, th- that I can tell you, it is dreadful. Um, but Caliban's in it. He keeps on top of like he keeps mutants underground within Egypt. He looks after them. He knows where people go. Basically, he keeps information on where everybody well, is. It's, ba- it's based the... on like earliest Caliban. You know, yeah. he's a bit more sort of shriveled and weakling. He's powered from the comics so that he can detect mutants within like a twenty-five mile radius or something. Yeah. So I think the idea is that he does that, but he also keeps a massive log on where mutants are. It's like he can tr- he could tell you where. Like if you said I need to track down a mutant who does this, he's like. Ah, oh, we have sightings of that over there. Caliban knows where it is. And he brings out like the file and everything. Um, but he was Caliban, also he was also very sort of Egyptian and um, pale and everything. Is Merchant going to be playing the death version of Caliban? Yeah, where he's he does, like he does where he's like buffing. <laughs> Although the horseman, doesn't it? the image of him though is in uh, the, the black and white stylish image of him though is in uh, like the big wide brimmed hat and the face scarf. Yeah, which is like Caliban sort of. After the death phase, where he was still kind of powerful but more mysterious, or was it just his, before his death? first appearance? He was in the hat and the yeah. On a, but he, when he, he started getting a bit surface when he, world, when he became a bit more sort of sinister, pre becoming like a full blown villain for a bit, um, he, he had that look too. He, he's he's always had the the wide brim hat. Okay. Basically, any because he was a Morlock originally. Yeah. So anytime he came above, which ground, is sort of which is sort of toyed with in in, uh, in Apocalypse because yeah. his base is underground. Whenever he came sort of above ground, he was doing the whole. Long, big brim. Didn't the whole Darkman thing? Take yeah. my fucking elephant of the brimmed hat and the, <laughs> and the scarf. And he, he remember that one time where he stole Kitty Pride and tried to force her to marry him. Yeah, because I remember that. That, co- that cover was hideous. Yeah, was that even him on the cover? Or was that Leech? That was him. So he had big bulging eyes as well at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he's like a built like the Hulk and has a big massive monobrow. Pretty much, sort of caveman thing. Well, that's after on. he get. That's after he get. He gets horsemaned. Mm. I think he's dead currently. In the, in the old comics. Flipping out. So basically, yeah. X Men is just as convoluted on the page as it is in the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. If and not more so. This will be. This will be no different. Yeah. Are we excited for Logan? I think the fact that it's the last time we're going to watch Hugh Jackman in the role, and I do enjoy watching him as, as Wolverine. I've got to say it. Patrick Stewart's back as Professor X, possibly for the last time. And we're getting a villain that's not Magneto. 
So... I think I think we'll go. I think we, you and I will probably see it opening night, if not the opening week. Oh, we'll have to, we'll and, have we'll, to and we will drink a toast to you and his final step. To you, to you, Billy. Here's to you, Jack Mule. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm reserving judgment because if I never watch another X Men movie again, at least the last one we watch would be the final Wolverine. Movie. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that I'm excited for it. But, but you're you're up for watching it. I'll give it a watch. There's, there'll be no Hulk and Captain America in it, so it's missing lots of tricks. Oh, yeah, because we also got the um, <laughs> today. We also got the picture of what he's going to look like in the movie. Short hair. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it's old man Logan. Short hair and beard and scarred face because he's healing mm. factors on the Fritz. What what things are on the Fritz in this movie? According to me, on the Fritz is a good phrase. Well, I think it is anyway. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> that segment's dead. Um, like the X Men franchise. Hey, oh. but you know what's not dead? Oh, Netflix's Marvel content. Oh God, yeah. There's that nice little trailer doing the rounds on Facebook at the minute called "The Best." The best attack is to defenders. Oh, and it's yeah. just clips of Daredevil seasons one and two, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Oh yeah, and it's getting everybody excited. You know what else has gotten me excited? We got a full trailer for Iron Fist. Yeah, we did. And mm. we got all the defenders on stage together at NYCC, including <sighs> the latest addition to the cast, Sigourney Weaver. We don't know who she's. We don't playing, know who she's playing, but we know but what her role in the story is. She's gonna be a bad guy. Sigourney is the villain, and it makes sense. Jeff Loeb says it in the introduction. He says, "Like a, an event as big as that needs a big villain. She needs no introduction, ladies and gentlemen. A hero, a legend in the fantasy genre." Sigourney motherfucking Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah, bitch. And the thing is... Weaver? I hardly knew her. Wah, 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 wah. That, ad, that just keeps adding the legitimacy to the Netflix world, to anybody yeah. who's still like, really, is it going to be like the film? It's like, mate, don't need to be. Look at the sort of talent this work is drawing in. And even like, even if they're Sigourney not Sigourney could be in one of the movies. She She's could in be. the shows. This is the way... To convince people who are still like, eh, well, is it worth checking them out? Yes! Uh, yeah. Yes, bitch! Yeah. Come on, we've had D'Onofrio, we've had Anne Moss, we've had Tennant. Like, you know I mean, we, we, the calibre in this stuff is amazing. Rosario Dawson alone! Oh, she's fantastic! There's a reason to be like, yeah, I'll watch these shows. And now we've got Sigourney Weaver as the villain. Sigourney! Just got one more series to go for Defenders, oh, man. And Iron Fist man. is looking sweet. The synopsis came out as part of NYCC. Yeah. He disappeared when he was a kid. Yeah. He's come back. The world has no idea what happened to him. And though he does, we're going to discover what over the course of the series. It's going to be As well as watching him readjust to Western life. Considering when he was a kid, things were nowhere near as what they are now. Yeah, I know. So it's going to be a show about discovery. It's going to be weird. Which I'm down with. And I still feel really bad for that dude that in the image they keep passing around that he's about to punch. He's, a, he's about to get kicked through the train. Because it's, well, it's obviously... Oh, no, the one where he's leaping on the guy. Oh, no, the yeah, yeah. But I'm, it, I like to think in my head... Picture. <laughs> I think in my head that he's about to get kicked through a train because I need this to happen in that series. Oh, God. I need a dude to get kicked through a train. It will happen, don't it's you, It's got friend? to happen! What do you think of the Iron Fist effect? 
I'm interested if that looks interesting. It's, like, yeah. it's just like there's a glow inside the, the, the hand, isn't it? And it he's shines got... shines through the veins and the skin. You can just kind of see the outline of everything underneath of he's it. He's focusing his chi. Oh, and I hope, so we, I hope we get to see him plunge his hand into the molten heart of a dragon. <laughs> and he's got the tattoo on his chest, which I'm liking. Mm. Yeah. Final shot in the trailer. Big reveal of his manly pectorals. Manly chest tat. <laughs> um, but also... See, I've got, I've got a feeling they'll chicken out on that a bit. I don't think he'll plunge his hand into a dragon. I think it'll be like a statue of a dragon. I think it'll be more like a gem or something. Oh, snap, son. What if it's one of the missing gems? What if it's an Infinity Stone? Well, bear in mind, we are getting this post-Doctor Strange. So we will be getting this. And we've also got Ghost Rider happening over in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we do. So we've got some serious I mystical mumbo-jumbo. UK broadcast, Oh, man. it's taking forever. It's weird that Channel 4 are normally on it, like about three or four weeks after the US premiere. We get it. Well, yeah. Not this year. Uh. Oh, I think it's because the rights were in, in our, up in the air a bit. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So no, no, my picture. I don't even know which picture. Yeah, I think Channel 5 was after it. Oh, God. Because they got Carter, they? they got Agent Carter, didn't they? For yeah. The, for the, I just watched that on Now TV. For, for the dead word, terrestrial broadcast. Uh. Um, yeah. But Iron Fist, excited. Defenders, definitely excited. Sigourney Weaver, take my money. You know what else I'm excited for? That royal fisting I'm going to give you after this. Spider-Man. Oh! You know what I'm more excited for? Oh? The Spider-Man sequel that's already in the works before Spider-Man Homecoming's come out. The Billy Hum Hay. Right, now, here's Surprising... The no one. Well, I've got to say, warning signs, because that still is a thing that Sony do. They plan sequels before films have come out. I mean, hell, look at Ghost Core. Oh, God. Like, an inter- do you know what's coming out from Ghost Core now? Nothing. Two things. It's still running. No. Nope. And Ivan Reitman's running it. No, it isn't. So that no, that gives some that gives some hope. The it's original, the it's ori- a tax haven. The original Ghostbusters boss is running Ghost Core, and we're getting an animated movie in two years that's separate from... Uh, I think either of them. It's an original animated you movie. You the Ghost Boss? Uh, pretty much. Um, of Ghost Core. And an animated series called Ecto Force in the same year, which may or may not be set in the original continuity, aka the real Ghostbusters slash Extreme Ghostbusters continuity. That would be great. What are they going to do about Egon? Uh, Maurice LaMarche, mate. Oh, yeah, he's Egon... animated. Yeah, real Ghostbusters, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Maurice LaMarche. Oh, I love him. What about Venkman? Uh, 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 no one, who's it who played the second Venkman? Dave Shapiro. No one wants no, that. No, no. No one wants that. No, we don't want the that. It's but. No! Jargon. No! Sunshine. You're gonna uh, get Asenio Hall for Winston. Just don't have Venkman in it. Get Ars- no, do you know what? Give Ernie Hudson his due. <laughs> Let him be Winston in an yes. animated show. But get Frank Welker back as Ray. Oh, yeah, just I, get Frank as far as I know, it's not. Inter- Frank they're not so intending much. it to start the original characters. Oh, well, but, I'm not interested in it. But it would be in that world, so I'd be down for they're that. They're not starting original characters. Is that not, not the original characters? Something strange going on. Not Something's wrong. Anyway. Nope. Um, nope. Anyway. Sony planning sequels is usually a bad thing, but in this case, they're doing it under the might of the mouse. The mighty world of Marvel! I still think they should hold back on pulling the trigger on, on the start gun for that till Homecoming's out. But I can see them doing pre-prep. I can see them doing prep. Yeah, I think I think that's what that's what Tom Holland is saying. Like yeah. They're already planning the next one. Because um, he's come out and basically gone like... Uh, yeah, hello, I'm British, and... Uh, hello, I'm Tom Holland. I'm the role that. of Spider-Man. Hello, I'm Tom Holland. That's how Tom Holland sounds now, in my head. Hello. <laughs> I have no idea how Tom Holland sounds. Hey, baby. 
I'm Tom Holland. Uh, hello, I'm Tom Holland, speaking to you from England. <laughs> That's not how Tom Holland sounds. We don't know how he sounds. I don't know how he sounds with his normal British voice. I can't think in my head how he sounds. I, know I, am, I, speak, imagine, I imagine but... he sounds like how American people think we sound. Yeah. Oh, hello, Holland. I'm the spider main. We've really stuck that. We've really got to stop sounding Tom Holland right now. We love Tom Holland. <laughs> he's amazing. Um, he's, Tom Holland, um, we love you. <laughs> Tom Holland, have our baby. Now here's our choir of, of children to sing. The Tom Holland song. Tom Holland, we Tom, love you. Tom, Tom Holland, Holland, we do. Tom um, Holland. Uh, God, Tom. You know when you say a word enough that it starts to sound weird and not like a word? That's what's happening with Tom Holland right now? You're the first um, Spider-Man to actually do a Queen's accent. Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Okay. Okay, let's not do that anymore. Oh, we've um, become, we've become um, Andre Meadows. Keep going. Anyway, <laughs> so he's said that the sequel's already in the works, but he doesn't know if he's going to be in Infinity War. Yet. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Spider-Man not being in Infinity War. I don't want teenage boy being dragged on a massive adventure against a space god. I'm fine with him not being in Infinity War. You know who's going to be pissed about it? People. Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr are going to hate it. Reddit. They're probably going to be pretty disconcerted. The comments. Screw those guys. <laughs> and the thousand Tom Holland Spider-Man Instagram fan accounts already exist. Yeah! What? Yeah, they, that's a thing. Go on Instagram and just what? search Tom Holland. You'll be surprised. Uh, but, you know, hey, all support's good. It's just the whole, it's the class thing. It's like, it's the best thing ever! We've not seen Homecoming yet. Let's not suck its dick yet. Let's wait till we see a trailer before we even get a sense of whether the foreplay is even remotely necessary or wanted. It could go either way. And... It could. I have faith. The only... F- it's not like the American election. I've, I've got more of a feeling <laughs> that, that good will win out in the case of Homecoming. And I mean, we've only seen one of John Watts' movies. And we... I think we enjoyed Clown. I mean, it's not the sort of thing we watch to get a barometer yeah. on how Spider-Man Because it's be. nothing like Spider-Man. Unless in this version, he can't take that suit off after Civil War. Uh, and he starts to mutate into a red spandex I'm monster. actually a spider. Oh, shit! Why did he, why did he do that? Oh, my God, is it? Wait. With the, with the insect, with the spider queen. Oh, no, oh no, no. Spider. Oh, no, forget the spider queen. You know what they should do in his second movie? Because, because like, they don't want to plunder all the villains too soon. Do the, do the issue 100 storyline. Do the whole thing where he grows the four extra arms. <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding me? In a world where we've got Groot and Rocket Raccoon, they could totally do Spider Man with six arms for a film. AKA my favourite bit of the animated series. Oh god. Yeah, because they turned into the man spider, didn't yeah. they? They made a man spider. And the Punisher and Morbius was hunting him down. Oh. And the Punisher was hunting him down and they team up to take on the man spider. Remember, the, remember the Morbius Punisher with his head Morbius with his sucking hands. And Blade were in that show. Oh my god. That show where you were It was a Ghost Rider episode. That show where you weren't allowed to punch people. And couldn't have real guns. Or dialogue that was shorter than three seconds long. But Morbius and Blade and the Punisher were in that show. <laughs> God, it's so... We're going to have to do something on that, I think, at some I, point. Do you know, right, quick quick check. Do you have fun memories of that show? Yes. I hate that show. It'll be a great episode. <laughs> okay. I have fun memories of that show. I am pretty sure it's garbage. Yes, it's... Oh, dude, dude. I think it's on Netflix. Dive in for an episode and scare yourself. It is vile. It is just... 
it, it's written with the consensus that children have no attention span at all, so we must keep going. Everything has to go at this pace, and we can't stop. Fire sense tingling! Oh my god! Dark Axia broke through the wall! The wall's already broke! Oh, he's doing this! Oh, do, do. Cliffhanger for the, tra for the adverts. Spider-Man toy trailers. Spider-Man toy adverts. Buy our shit. Oh, We're really back! Oh my god, fight crime! Aunt May! Oh no, Aunt May, she's going out shopping! It's the most exciting thing in the world! It's terrible. I really wanted the Spider Slayer toy. When I was a kid. Would you mean the spot when you said Spice Slayer, do you mean the robots or do you mean um Alistair Smythe with the weird things coming out of his back? The, the, oh the it, big wasn't, robots. it wasn't Alistair, was it? Was it his son? Yeah, it was Alistair. Oh no, that was it. Spencer Smythe was the older one, then Alistair's yeah, son, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um Nerd! So yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming coming soon into your home. But and you and you know what dropped today? In in talking about sequels? A wicked deuce? A wicked deuce. <laughs> um Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it did. Volume 2. Yes, it did. Obviously. Yes, it did. So first we got a poster. Yeah. And I was on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's a Guardians of the Galaxy poster. Really that's cool stylized cool. thing. Yeah. Sort of made to look less like a movie poster and more like a... Again, more like the back of, Like the back of a, a rock and roll mag kind yeah. of cover. It's um, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Yondu and Nebula leaning up against a wall. Nebula kind of a bit off away yeah, at the back. Yeah, can't quite see Oliver. The Dra Drax Gamora and, and Starlord up front. Yondu looking like Michael Rooker as always. Rocket Raccoon by his legs and down by Peter's boots. Tiny little Groot. Tiny little Groot. Really small Groot. Tiny that, little Groot. That was sweet. I saw that this afternoon. I was like, that is such a cool little tease. Mm. Teasing basically that this lot are going to be the team by the end of the movie. That's cool. And then... Went out to meet you at the supermarket, you grabbed me by the lapels, and you went, Marty, it's your kids! <laughs> and then after we got that hot mess sorted out, and you, yeah. you crashed the train, you said to me, oh, by the way, they've just dropped a trailer. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I think what this is, I think this is the teaser trailer they showed at SDCC. Because at SDCC, they showed a trailer and a scene. Uh... They showed a scene where they're fighting a big tentacle monster. Did that, was that the, are you getting that confused with the... I know they showed a scene, but are you getting the technical monster thing from the concept art they showed? Uh, no, because they showed a bit of it. Apparently they showed... Them, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they showed the three tall human-shaped characters of the team fighting it. Awesome. Um, and you see a bit of that in the trailers, a bit where Gamora's leaping up something that's wriggling. Yeah. Um, but you also see... Oh, it's oh, a very short snap. teaser. And it's short. like little flashing bits of scenes. It's like establishing shots of some locations, Apart backlit from... silhouettes of our recognisable heroes... Apart from one nice bit of dialogue between Drax and 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 Peter, <laughs> which is just it just firmly establishes that the tone is in place for this film. Yeah, this this feels like we've just we've just flipped to side B yeah. on the first one, which is great. Which is such an adequate description. Like, that's such I'm, a perfect description of a Guardians movie. I'm really excited for it. Me too. And oh, I love that, I love that the tagline is obviously <laughs> we. <laughs> Which is great. It's, Let's talk about the first one. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, um, man. Like they, they've got this movie spot on. And the tone, which is like, yeah, this is weird, but we're just going to lean into how weird it is. We're going to go with it. You're going to go with it. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. I also like the fact that he, um, that Groot is still tiny. Yes. They're not. They're not just going to. Oh well, he's now he's full grown Groot again, and we can start from scratch and we reset. But like they've actually. Taken... Like he's a tree. He takes a while to grow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But keep, but keeping that because they could just go back to original Groot, so they can sell more original Groot toys. But now they can sell more 
tiny Groot toys for the kids. Everyone wants a tiny murderous tree. Um, <laughs> Plus, it keeps things, things visually different. It keeps things visually when different. You, when you think of the first movie, you will think of the team in the first movie. When you think of this one, you'll think of the team now. Mm. Including, notice Yondu's, uh, Yondu's fin is a fin now. And so it's just thing. like a metal mohawk. Glorious crest. Do you think it's going to get to the point where he's topless wearing a tiny little... Um, I hope so. Tiny little loincloth oh, I hope wielding we get a full Yondu. golden bow and arrow. <laughs> Michael, Michael Rooker in his loincloth. Exposing that chest with his big golden bow. Oh. The illusion, the illusion of oh. sort of the Greek god version of Yondu from the original comics is shattered a bit if he opens his mouth and is like, "These boys never tasted terror before." It's like, wait, what? This <laughs> is so good. That's one of those Marvel Cinematic Universe reinventions where I'm like, I'm fine with this. Yeah, I am yeah. fine with this because you're telling a great story. You are giving us a bit of the character we know. But you're just having fun, and that's fine. That's awesome. Just get something and go. Well, this is dumb. Let's not do that. Let's yeah. do this instead. Don't oh, watch right. that. Watch oh. this. This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. It is the heavy one heavy step beyond do. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's the best joke we're going to come up with this week. We've already done that though. We'll we see you in Star Trek. We'll see you next week. Oh yeah, tell us. Star Trek Beyond. Oh. Star Trek. Terran, which um, I've still not seen. Me, me, um, me neither. My God, we're letting everyone down. I know. I know. We popped out. It, we popped out to see it a couple of episodes ago in the middle of a recording, but it's just yeah. gone from my memory already. Yeah, me too. I think it's I like think I never saw it. We both drunk a bunch of um, Klingon broth. Or Klingon broth. <laughs> and it slipped our minds. Yes, we we drunk some Klingon broth. In our Vulcan nerve we, hammocks. We've got, we've got I know, Star, Star Trek, Trek. We've got a Star Trek fan listening who's like, the name for their drink is, it's going to be something else. But it's all right. You're thinking re- of Romulan Ale. I'll, that's the yeah. one. I'll re- okay, I apologise, Trekkers, because Trekkers <laughs> is the, Trekkers is what they like to I do apologise, Trekkies. No! Trekkies. <laughs> I apologise, Trekheads. I do apologise, brown coats. <laughs> Um, oh, forgetting, forgetting your fire trek lore all mixed up with your trek gate. What does that make us? Big illogical heroes, sir. Yes. You're damn right. <laughs> I hate all that pop culture mashup shit. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a penny I've, I've got one t-shirt of that that I'm fine with, and it's, it's the one where it's the New Hope poster. Yeah. But it says Time Wars. And it's the eleventh Doctor holding his screwdriver up and Amy sort of by his leg. Oh, I've just been a little, I've just been a little bit sick in my mouth. It's if you, I've if just you, been a little bit sick in my you, mouth. If you saw it, you'd be like, okay, that's that's blended well enough. Yeah. It's not too gross. But yeah, when you when you get the the worst one is the TARDIS doors with "Don't open, dead inside" written on it, like walking uh, dead, uh, hands at the window. But Deadpool's in the corner and he's uh, he's spraying pool uh, onto dead. Uh, why do you need to put those three things together? Penny Arcade did a great comic about it years ago. With um, <laughs> that great. And the punchline of it was like this T-shirt that said like, "My other TARDIS is an X-wing." I'm just like, Ugh, oh god, no, because it is like that. A lot of that stuff is. Like, we get it. Ridiculous. You like things. <laughs> I like all my things in my other things. I'm like, no, I like all my things neatly ordered and separate. Although Lucy does have a T-shirt somewhere. It's the Trooper album cover, but with the Stormtrooper. That's all right. 
That's because that's kind of it's true. That's oh, music. Yeah, it's music. Okay, it's not like putting <laughs> Star Wars things and like this is Luke Skywalker and a TARDIS and he's got RoboCop's helmet on and uh, I like pop culture things. It's like just yep. Yeah, I like look. I like ice cream. I like spaghetti. I don't eat spaghetti ice cream because it's fucking disgusting. Like, just don't do that. Don't mix that shit up. You will give yourself diarrhea. Cold and hot. Don't go together. You will get food poisoning. Just stop. I'm sure I've got at least one of the cross thingy t-shirt and I'm feeling really scared now that if I go upstairs, it'll be hung up on a hanger and I'll be like, oh God, and I'll turn around and you'll come up behind me and be like, no. Johnson! No! You betrayed me! No more wire hangers! (laughs) 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 And if anyone would tweet us or email in what that was a reference to, I will find a prize and send it to you. It will be a bad prize. I will be surprised if anyone gets that. No, I mean, all that crossover stuff is like, whatever, you do you. If you like that sort of thing, you like that sort of thing, but it just drives me up the fucking wall. (laughs) It really does. So, no Guardians Um, t-shirts with pictures from the Guardians of Gahul. Oh, wow, can you imagine? If someone has done a Rise of the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy crossover t-shirt, I will strangle them with the sleeves. No, it'll be on Tumblr. Everything's on Tumblr. God, I've I've never Um, seen Rise of the Guardians... Tumblr has made me never want to see it because of all those people obsessed with the Jack Frost character. To be fair, Tumblr does that a lot. I think I'm following the wrong people. You need to follow what I follow, which is basically just one person. You know, um, Sydney Ray White. She just basically retumbles the funniest stuff. Mm. And that's it. I don't need to follow anyone else. People who, people who watched Uncle. She's Gwen from Uncle. She's Sydney on Tumblr. She's all you need to follow. And she's not... Posting Jack Frost shit incessantly. Yeah, like, every time I go to Tumblr, I just drown in shipping fi- fanfic. And i just like, I can't get to the... I just want to see cool pictures of Transformers. That's all I want. Although, text from superheroes is pretty good. Yeah, there's some there's some, yeah, there's some fun original stuff on there, but... There's a good like, one called bigdamncast.tumblr.com. Yeah, Bigdamblog.tumblr.com. Right. Oh, God. Bigdamblog.tumblr.com. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, marketing fail. Um, yeah. But you know what's not a marketing fail? What? Uh, we got the final trailer for Rogue One. Yes, we Ho-ho! did. Is it the final, final trailer? Because currently it's operating... Oh, yeah, no, it will be. It'll be the because final cinematic trailer. this is the trailer, third yeah. trailer, right? Yeah. So they've done what they did last time, which was... And they did this for Force Awakens, and they did this for Civil War, which was trailer one didn't give much away. But made you go, oh. Oh. Trailer two gave you a bit more. In the case, of, Star- in the case of Force Awakens, trailer two ended with the Chewie, we're home. And then we went, yeah! Trailer 2. They, uh, that trailer 2 for Civil War, if I remember correctly, ended with the really cool beating a Bucky and Cap beating a Bioman shot. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Trailer 2 for this one gives you the... Yeah. On the back of Vader's head to basically say, oh, guess what, bitches? Vader's in the house! Vader's here! And then trailer 3... Force Awakens was the one that, if I remember correctly... It was the trailer. It was the trailer. I'm trying to remember what it is specifically. There's a couple of things in it where it's like, it oh was, shit, that's It starts off with like the 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 single notes that then builds into like this full bombastic version of the Han and Leia theme. Yes. And then that ends in the... In the, in, ends in the oh, that theme. was the one with lots of shots yeah, of Han and Chewie yeah, yeah. in it and a shot of Leia and yeah. a shot of 3PO and it was like, bitches, you've waited long enough. 
here's the stuff and you recognise, and here's the stuff you're already excited about. Because we had a merchandise day in September, and you bought all the shit. I think that was the one where we, where they where they had, where it ended with the shot of, of like from the lightsaber duel of Kylo coming towards Finn and Pian being like, I can do this, I can do this, oh shit, 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 shit! Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. Civil War uh, 3 yeah. trailer, third trailer, we saw that while we were at a service station, it was beautiful, because that's the one that ends with Spider-Man. On the road! That just gears you up. This one didn't particularly have like an ending punch. It just looks but awesome. It, but it revealed the other characters, you got to yeah, see everybody yeah. having a bit of a moment, my boy Riz gets to say the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, was, that was cool. He shed it! He, he shed, shed it. it! He shed it! Uh, you get to see more of that really creepy Admiral looking dude. Yes. You get to see a lot of the uh, AT-ATs, or AT-ATs if you're a connoisseur, actually uh, AT- walking across the freaking beach, man. In this movie they're not ATATs, they're AT-ATs. ACTs. Get out. No? Okay. That's true. Um, get yeah, in. See, yeah, see a bit of a V-Wing. <laughs> hey, hey, Peter, get on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, get a bit V-Wing, of a, yeah. V-Wing, which is the new Rebel fighter class. And you get, again, they don't linger, a full freaking body shot of Vader. Yeah. In motion. To, talking to director Krennic. Director Orson Krennic. Stay for an after credit sequence. With He's him a, and Vader playing chess. Played by the... the the brilliant Ben Mendelsohn, who I always, always confuse with um, the other guy who looks just like him. No, what's his name? <laughs> um, not Ben Mendelsohn. Not Ben Mendelsohn. That's no, the uh, one. Uh, he was in. Who was the one who was in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory as Charlie's dad? Uh, I, I don't know. That guy. I don't know. Not Ben Mendelsohn. That guy. That guy. But I always get I mixed know. up. I always get look it up on IMDb no, right now. The mystery is um, more intriguing. To the me. mystery is more intriguing. But yeah, we also we got some lovely character posters as well. Oh, they're gorgeous! The ones with like the and it's got the Death Star fans like reflected on people's faces. Yes, Looking forward to Alan Tudyk's droid. Yeah. Because it seems like a sort of light-hearted version of that creepy motherfucker from the Darth Vader comic. I like Tudjik anyway, so... I always like Tudjik. He always seems so confused in interviews, have you noticed? He always seems like he doesn't really want to be there. Uh, It's great. Um, Noah Taylor is the guy I always get confused with Ben Mendelsohn. Oh! Because they look identical! But they look the same in this trailer as well. Yeah, but Insi- insisting that she's not been recruited because it's like you're the most badass of the most badass, and but for some reason you're also got you also have an RP English accent. Yeah, um, like most of the other girls in these films. Not like the other girls. Um, but at the same time, it's, sort of, Jones, it's putting more emphasis on the fact that who is great, but it is really weird that her voice is like, "I'm a rebel, I rebel." It's like. Just for I mean, St. Jones, mate. Don't worry of, about it. Bit of Cockney wouldn't have gone amiss. Nah, but, she's uh, fine. She's alright. Or done what, uh, what's her face the, from London Has Fallen doesn't just be full northern and not be ashamed. Yeah. And it sounds really weird and jarring in a scene with Aaron Eckhart. Not ashamed um, at all the fact that you're in fucking London Has Fallen. I watched that last week actually. Do you know what I like about it? I've not seen the first one. It's ultra realistic for no reason. Like, oh, I didn't um, even make it through the first. What is one. it when it's? What is it when it's hyper real? It's hyper, it's hyper real, real, but you don't. It doesn't establish that until about fifteen twenty minutes in. Something happens. We're like, oh, it's one of these movies. And also, several times in front of family, I just yelled at the TV. Now kiss every time Jared Butler and Aaron Eckhart had a bro moment. Gerard! It would be more interesting if it wasn't about Jared Butler going home to his pregnant wife and it was more about him and the president getting it on. <laughs> that would at least make it stand out. No, the best the best president... I want to know what love is! 
<laughs> I know you can show me. Um, my God. <laughs> my pants have fallen. Put it in your cleft of your chin. He has um, got a clefty chin. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart's uh, clefty chin. And so... <laughs> God damn it. No, the, be- the better... Um, Attack on the White House movies, White House Down, because it's fun. Same year, though, man. Olymp- yeah, exactly. Do Weird, isn't it? But Olymp- Do you know that happens all the time. But Olymp- yeah, um, Dante's Peak and... and uh, Volcano. Volcano. Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yep. Um, uh, Paul Blackmore Cop and... Uh, Observe and Report. Observe and Report, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know exactly what I'm thinking about when you said Paul Blackmore Cop <laughs> now. Paul Blackmore Cop, Paul Blackmore Paul Blackmore Cop, Paul Baker, man. Brock Baker. Okay, at some point, I'm going to actually have to get around to watching Paul Blackmore. Paul Blart Shopping Cart 2. <laughs> Just so I can actually take the shit on it that I feel like I need to. Paul Blart is fighting a bird. <laughs> Go bird! If, I, if, no, if you haven't seen what I'm talking about, guys... Look up Brock Baker, Paul Blart. He just does a video about Paul Blart, Paul Cop 2, and it's phenomenal. There is a podcast, the name of which I can't remember, in oh, which on. a bunch of people get together every Thanksgiving and watch Paul Blart, yeah. and have have uh, agreed to do so every year until they die. I remember the name of the podcast. I think one of the McElroy's on it. You think you'd a better movie, uh, you? But, but the last yourself to. the worst idea in the world, I think, is it? Is that what it's called? But yeah, I, I've not actually listened to it, but I, I've heard <laughs> of it. So it'll have a... I mean, Paul Blart was like 2009, so it's got at least seven episodes. I mean, they only started now. doing it a couple of years ago. Oh, so um, like couple, yeah, two or yeah. three. All right, okay. Um, I think. <laughs> but... We should go listen to that. Screw this. Oh, God. Let's go listen to that. Let's get off Paul Blart and back onto Rogue One. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, Rogue One looks pretty good. Um, Miles Mickelson's involvement's bigger than we thought. He's Genoso's dad. Well, He's one of the inventors of the Death Star, possibly well, under 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 barrel of gun. Yeah, like he's been are, forced to do it. We already knew all that. But some of those shots, he looked a little bit sinister. They wonder Matt, whether or not he's bought into the Empire's cause. He's Mads Mickelson. He can't not look sinister. That's true. He's Mads fucking Mickelson. That's true. He's Hannibal for Christ's sake. That's true. Well, is he? Um, well, no yeah. one's truly Hannibal. He took, he took apart from the true Hannibal Lecter. We Brian all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brian Bullivan Cox, <laughs> and not the no, not the guy from Manchester University. Um, <laughs> not that guy. Oh, that Welsh bloke. <laughs> um, it's oh god. Um, Do you big damn cast? I noticed that you insulted me. <laughs> Henceforth, as a punishment, I'm stopping your subscription to Now TV, so you can't watch Westworld anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, no. <laughs> Uh, well, have you watched any Westworld yet? Uh, I've seen some of episode two. I'm going to go back and watch it properly. I will say this. Those scientists have dirty mouths. Oh, yes, they do. Every scientist is like, uh, hi, coming to work today. What's that? We're, we're a company run by HBO. Fuck yeah! Fucking spunk nuggets out of your cunty fucking mouth. Sorry, what was that Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> and there will be blood, you mind? <laughs> You're an afterbirth, Eli. <laughs> Sliver out your mother's filth. They just put you in a jar on the mantle. I'm finished! Um, that was the Big Damn Cast Theatre presents the two second reconstruction of There Will Be Blood. This week on Big Damn Cast Mystery Theatre! And don't worry, you don't have to worry about not finishing your drinks. We'll drink your milkshake. We'll drink it up. 
a hit adaptation of the movie There Will Be Blood. <laughs> Followed by the latest episode of the amazing adventures of Ghost Cat. Ghost Cat. Oh, yeah. You say that as a ghostly cat looks at us terrified. What are you telling them? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's this week's Big Damn Cast Mystery Theatre. Don't miss it. Um, it, there it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were here for it. Tune in next week for more Big Damn Cast Mystery Theatre. Um, <laughs> what, what were we even talking about, Chris? I don't know. I think that conversation went off on a rogue one. Doesn't oh, work. there Doesn't we work. go. Just, no, that's what we're talking about. Don't praise that. Rogue that One? That doesn't get the joke, Bell. I'll be looking forward to Rogue One. I Ask the joke, Bell. Joke, Bell? Did we go off on a Rogue One? Are we coming back to Rogue One? Amazing. Um, man walks into a bar. It's not finished. Oh God, what? What does it want from Hoss, us? Horse walks into a bar. Says, "What am I Why the pervert cross the road? Couldn't get his dick out the chicken. Hey! Um, oh. <laughs> hey! Uh, oh, the cat's farted again. Smashing, um, smashing. Smashing. Um, yeah, Rogue One's happening and we're really excited about it. And another Mads Mikkelsen thing is happening next week that we're really excited about. And I imagine we're going to be talking about it a lot next week. Is it? Is it coming out for tea? Is it? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we're just getting a knock at the door and it's just Mads Mikkelsen. It's like, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> I heard you invite in your dream. podcast. I thought I would come round. <laughs> it's like, Mads! I didn't know if I knew you were coming out and baked a cake. That's okay. Um, I brought a cake. It's my gift for having me round. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mads. Oh, you're such a nice guy. Oh, God. Do you go watch Doctor Strange? No. <laughs> I don't like watching myself. Oh, well, I, a, I love uh, watching you, Mads. Yeah, Doctor Strange is out on Tuesday. Let me watch you while you eat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yes, it is, bitch. Doctor Strange getting up in our eye holes. And we've nothing, we've nothing more to say about it at this point other than we're looking forward to it. So. Yeah, and what day is it out for us next week? Uh, Tuesday, the 25th. On Tuesday? Yeah. I wonder what we'll talk about in next week's episode. I don't know, because mm, next week might be... We might it might get overtaken by the hit new Doctor Who spin-off class, which premieres on Saturday morning. <laughs> At 10 a.m. Yeah, so Doctor Strange next week's game. <laughs> Doctor Strange, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Doctor Strange stepping on our first Halloween special. Which it should probably be Halloween special next week, to be fair. Uh, yeah, but Doctor Strange? Yeah, Doctor Strange, bitch. Yeah. Mm. Um, Doctor Strange and the Basket of Deplorables. That'll be our first hit novel. Yes. Work that one out. That's a t-shirt mashup. Also, something to put in your basket of deplorables. <clears throat> yeah. So, a couple of movies are getting uh, Blu-ray releases soon. One of which has already had a Blu-ray release. Mm. And he's getting a fancier one. <clears throat> yeah, annoyingly. What do you think of this trend, Christopher? Of re-releasing a movie six months after it already came out in a 3D edition with a bunch of new features and a bunch of more deleted scenes. What do they do? Just find some more on the cutting room floor? Even though that's not a thing anymore because no one shoots on film? 
Although I think Star Wars 7 did actually. <laughs> Sorry, what was that last bit? <laughs> shoots on film and shoots on film! Um, <laughs> that was the most Viking you've sounded all night. That being said, did did Force Awakens actually shoot on film? I think it did. I think it did for some of it. Um, uh, at least they tried to make the stock look similar to what like, would have been shooting for Thingy. But here's my, here's my problem with the Force Awakens re-release. This happened with uh, to movies I'm not as fussed about, for example, but like Avatar, the same thing happened. It came out, and then the 3D version came out like six or seven months later. Yeah. Which is bad, because obviously that movie's entire life was 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 given a kickstart by its 3D presentation. I mean, that's the only reason it's the highest gross movie of all time, because the actual movie itself is dog shit. It's shite Pocahontas. Yeah. Meets sort of Mass Effect, kind of, in a way. It's it's not very good. Don't sully the good name of Mass Effect with that it, it did it itself in the last chapter. Ugh. Oh, hi DLC fixed it. But the, hey, which don't, never... don't be... Listen. The ending of Mass Effect 3 is one of the greatest video games and look, endings of all time. Look, come with me. Come with me, come. Together, we'll break these chains of love. Don't give up. Yes. Won't give up. Yes, we will. But I think Force Awakens 3D coming out so long after the initial release is a bag of balls. Um, especially because there'll be people who wanted it on 3D that will have just given up on it. And will have just bought the 2D one. I am not one to buy two copies of the same film. The only time that's ever happened is Jurassic Park 3D. Because I saw the 3D uh, limited screening when they did it in IMAX for a bit, a couple of years ago. I already had the Jurassic Park trilogy box set. And then I saw Jurassic Park 3D on Blu-ray, my local Super Mache, for £6. So I went, go on then. Why not? But I ain't buying Star Wars Force Awakens again unless you make the price of the 3D one significantly less than they're going to sell it for. Yeah. If you sold it for, like, say, 10 quid, and it was just the 3D disc was different and the second disc had all of the new special features on it, I think that's not too bad because then you're buying a new presentation of the movie plus extended features as a thank you for buying the movie a second time. Thing is though, Christoph. Yes, Mastoff. They're not going to do that. They won't do that. Of course because not. it'll be twenty five ninety nine or something like you that. You know why it'll be twenty five ninety nine? Money. Because people fucking buy it. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Like it's Star Wars. People are going to buy it regardless. But at the same time, there may be people who held off waiting for a three D release. Or there may be people who, because that's the other thing, at least it's got the incentive of the new features and the new commentary. They've put enough new stuff on it so that you don't feel like you're just buying one thing. Yeah, but they've... But they've it's still put, it's still not good. They've put all that new stuff on it because people will buy it because it wasn't on the original edition. Yeah. But then again, unlike, not everyone's the same as us. There are people who have like their Blu-ray collections and their 3D Blu-ray collections. I don't have a 3D TV. Not everyone does. I've got one, but only because I got it like in a deal a few years ago. I was like, oh, it's just... It's not from a bloke down the pub. I, I got the telly, it's hanging on that wall, for £500, a recommended retail of £999. £500! And I can't imagine... I'm thinking of getting another TV for my office. Yeah. Uh, in inverted commas. Um, I love how you did them. No consumer... Scare quotes, everyone! Scare, scare quotes! quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of getting another TV for my scare quotes office. Scare quotes. Um... <laughs> That's what we'll do in the audio format. That's how we'll get it. That's how we'll get through it. Um, and I don't want to spend upwards of a hundred. So I'm like, but then I can't find a decent TV for less than a hundred. I'm not like, like a tiny little TV. I don't want to be. I know I'm not going to get a big forty-inch TV for less than a hundred pounds. I'm not an imbecile. I'm not an imbecile, Christopher. Um, <laughs> You're not a deplorable. <laughs> I'm not a deplorable or a deplorable. I'm nothing. 
<laughs> oh my god! I got dark. Yeah, well, that, with, with, that, with that TV, the reason I got a bigger TV was because I was in a flat at the time with very tall ceilings. It was really a weird place. Uh, Did you get that area. when you were still in the Keys? South. I got it in the Keys. Oh right, so you uh, my first there, place yeah. in the Keys, and I um I, I got it uh because I it was the week before Arkham City came out, and I was replaying some Arkham Asylum. My girlfriend woke up on a Sunday morning, stumbled to the how 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 how. Yeah. My girlfriend stumbled to the living room area of the flat, because it wasn't area, because it was one of those swanky, wanky flats where it was a box. Um, and she found me sat on a dining table chair about half a metre from the TV, because I couldn't see it from the couch well enough to play it. And she just went, I think you need a bigger TV. I went, yeah, because I'd been peddling that one around with me to different places for about four years, like yeah. three, three years. I was like, yeah. So I looked at my account, I looked at my savings, and I was like, I've got a few hundred I can spend. Sod it. I had a look online, found that. It was going for 500, but it was meant to be 1,000. So I was like, that'll be great. Two delivery blokes brought it to the flat, because it was that massive. <laughs> I took a whole afternoon trying to install it. I needed to call my stepdad to come over, because I was like, I can't get it on the base. It's too heavy for me to lift, balance, and screw in. I need another pair of hands. You're just not a real man, Christopher. And to this day, I've still got that telly. It's 3D capable. And the airport sequence... We'll do, oh, after this, I'll show you. The airport sequence, Civil War in 3D. You put your airport sequence back in your pants. It is sexy! But, yeah, some people have 3D Blu-ray collections. Fair enough. There is another Blu-ray release that is on the way, which I find much more heinous. Good God. So, here's the thing, guys. Warner Brothers... Uh, are producing films, making films based on the characters found in DC Comics magazines, as the credits in the late 80s would say. I was not aware of this development, Christopher. Please, enlighten me onto this, how do you call it, DC Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Well, that's where you're wrong, sir. Oh! It's the DC Extended Universe. Extended from what? Nothing! (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing. Man of Steel came out, reception was meh. Came out on Blu-ray, reception was still meh. Batman v Superman came out, reception was... <laughs> For the most part? Reception was Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone decided to look more like the neighbour and hide their faces. Because they didn't want to see it again. Shame. So then, to convince the people that it was more of a... They went, hey, guess what? When it comes out on Blu-ray, it'll be the extended edition! Sorry. More scenes, more fight scenes, more possible scene transitions or establishing shots, maybe. We're not promising anything. I think the term you'll find that they actually used was the ultimate edition. Oh, cock. Yeah, that was it. I think ultimate, in this case, taking its original meaning of final. (laughs) Christ. Now, you've witnessed the ultimate edition. I have. Doesn't improve the movie, really, does it? Nope. Just kind of convolutes things still, doesn't it? Yep. They basically just put back a bunch of deleted scenes back into the main thing, didn't they? Yep. Right. Sorry, so, the cat just came cartwheeling into the room. <laughs> She's trying to stop Literally us. Literally cart... She, she was like the fat kid from Hook. She rolled herself <laughs> up into a little ball and rolled into the room, screaling. It was quite funny. She got a thing tied round her. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, she's Come over here, sweetheart. We'll fix it. She's, she's just looking at us going, Fix me. <laughs> I thought I had broken. Fix me. 
Um, anyways. Yeah, speaking of fixing. <laughs> oh! Um, Suicide Squad came out this summer. The reaction was mostly... <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Although, again, like all three of the films, they do have very loud, usually aggressive defenders. Um, I've got someone on my Facebook who, like, I like him a lot, but I, I, I find myself in that first world problem thing of, do I really want to have you as a contact? Because every time I mention the DC, uh, EU, he always rushes to its defense. And I'm like, stop, you're not going to convince me to like it. I don't like it. On a technical level, it's a broken storytelling system. Yeah, like... And three times now they have told broken stories in the most broken way including Suicide Squad sorry just hitting at the cactus trying to eat feathers you nutter but Suicide Squad's out on Blu-ray guess what it's an extended edition just what I wanted including possibly all of the deleted now near legendary Jared Leto Joker scenes that were taken out of the other the other cut Including more actual cases of the Joker and Harley's relationship, including his abuse of her, or at least one scene where he smacks her. And I'll then they snog a moment later. I'll place a wager, Christopher. Go for it, by Jingo. I'll make a bet that they're all shit. Yes, of course they And are. they don't make the movie better at all. Of course they don't. Because here's the thing, a lot of those scenes were in the original cut of the movie, the one that went to test audiences. The same test audiences who went, oh, I don't like it when the Joker's nasty to Harley Quinn. So they went, we'll take those out. And they took them out. Yeah, to be fair, a test audience isn't always a bad gauge of what you should do with your movie because they're usually wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, why do we want more scenes of the character that was the shittest thing about the film? Well, one of the shittest things about the film. There I don't are lots know. Of shit things like, about I don't film. like Jared Leto's Joker, but he's not the worst thing about that movie. Do me a favour. If you're listening right now and you enjoyed Suicide Squad, starters, you're not wrong to. We don't think you're stupid or yeah, anything. We're not you insulting do you. you. You do you. Power to you. I don't ever want to go into a movie and not enjoy it. Yeah, that sucks. That's I why we get angry it. about them. I want to dig every film I see. And... I wish I could like that movie. I just can't. It's not for me. It made me sad. I didn't enjoy it. But I I implore you, unless you loved that film so devoutly that you don't mind buying an extended one, you want to see more of it, if you are just someone who saw the film and was like, it's not that bad, don't. I beg you, do not buy the Ultimate Edition. Please don't buy things you don't love, because all it does is make them make more. Because Warner Brothers, twice in a row, have released a movie, seen that people didn't like the movie, and have said, don't worry, the home release is a better version. Don't let them steal your money like that. Because you don't know if you'll prefer it. Don't buy the lie. Maybe it does improve the movie. But here's the thing. That shouldn't mean you give them another £20 of your money to go, alright, I'll trust you again. Because if you do, this is the sixth time they have fucked you over. The sixth time. Man of Steel. Oh, the deleted scenes and watching it at home may be a different experience. No. Well, Batman v Superman, don't worry, the Ultimate Edition will be better. No. Suicide Squad, we swear it's a more enjoyable version of the movie. Don't trust them. If you want to buy it, if you enjoyed it in the cinema, but didn't love it with the fire of biblical passion, and you want to buy it, wait for the digital download version. It's usually the YouTube or the Google Play versions will have the option to buy the theatrical cut. Buy it there. Don't 
give them your money, please. And look, here's the thing. We're not saying that DC aren't worthy of your money if you enjoy their stuff. We're not saying that that Marvel are not taking your money away from you. They are. Yeah. Difference being... It's all a business. I, I hate the fact we have to clarify this. Yeah, this yeah. is mental. But yeah, it's... Difference being, we feel like they've earned our money. <clears throat> yes. They're telling stories. We're enjoying these stories. We would like to watch them again. Well, it's not in every case. Like, I yeah. don't own all the Marvel movies on Blu-ray. I don't have them all. I don't buy them just because I like Marvel. I don't have Age of Ultron on Blu-ray. I don't have... Um, I don't think I have Winter Soldier on Blu-ray. Well, let's be honest, um, you need to fix that. Yeah, I've got all the Phase <laughs> 1 movies. I haven't got Civil War on Blu-ray yet, despite... I love Civil War. Um, I've got Ant-Man. Ant-Man's great. Yeah, but Ant-Man's I think I got that good. as a present. It's a nice present. Um, but it, like, it was a small gift. But yeah, I love all those movies, and I haven't bought them all, because at the end of the day, I'm just like, how many times do I want to watch them? Just wait until they come on Netflix. Yeah, like, in this world, you can just wait for a streaming service that you already pay for every month to pick them up. But the, the reason <clears> that's the reason why they're doing these extended editions. Because they know that you're going to want to go, Oh, they put new things in the movie. I wonder if it'll make it better. I'm going to rush out to the shop and buy it straight away. Here I come, HMV! Why are you going to HMV? It's 2016, like, seriously. <laughs> um, no, don't scratch that. People working HMV, it's a source of jobs. Keep going there. Um, <laughs> uh, Big damp cast, subtly backpedaling since 2016. I'm so torn between my political views. Um, <laughs> nice. The thing is, they're, they're, they're doing this to hoodwink you. Yeah. If you dig it, if you do want more, please buy it. Enjoy. If you just kind of liked it, don't tell them that you loved it by paying for this. Like, you don't improve a movie that's bad. By making it longer? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ, yes. Like, there are a couple of examples of director's cuts being superior to, to like, theatrical cuts. But it very rarely turns a bad movie into a good one. It can turn a bad movie into a less bad movie. Yeah. But, like, the director's cut of Daredevil is a vast improvement over the original theatrical cut. It's still bad. Yeah. See, like, what? Here's, my, here's my... Now for my final thought. If you want to watch it, rent it. When it's available, stream it, rent it, download it, and rent it. Rent rent an HD, whatever one, your PlayStation, or your Xbox, whatever. That way, you're not giving them a shit ton of cash, and you can satiate your curiosity. Then if you think, do you know what, I'd like to own that, go out and buy it. But don't let them steal your money, and don't give them the wrong message. Because it's the wrong people at Warner's who are taking it on board. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the, it's the Deadpool effect. Deadpool does amazing. The oh, lesson man. is... Let's leave creative, small creative teams to do what they want to do to tell a story and not compromise, give them enough budget to do what they need to do and leave it at that and we'll make great movies and they'll make lots of great money. What people took away from it was, we need more R-rated superhero movies. Studios always learn the wrong lessons from success. Yeah. Always. And you will help teach them these wrong lessons if you buy Suicide Squad Joker cut ultimate big style face lovely thoughts edition. But who are we to tell you what to do? No. I'll well I'll tell you what. You can tell us who we are to tell you what to do by getting in touch with us at bigdamncontact at gmail.com or tweet us at bigdamncast. 
few of you already been doing that. Let's do some questions. Let's by go Jiminy. to the. We've got an email. <laughs> we've got an email. First of all, um, this comes from Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Hello, Chris and Matt. By Jingo. Yes, that is us. First of all, I want to thank you for introducing me to the brilliant world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Goddamn yes. It is a brilliant series, and I can see why Chris likes it so much. You are such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I just read what I'm given. To be fair, yes, we are, we are, uh, what's it called? Cold read? We're cold reading these. Cold reading. Well, well, we pre-screen them to make sure no one's sending us death threats, but basically we're cold reading them. At least this week. Could you possibly do a mini-review of each season of Buffy? That would make my week. Uh, Well, uh, keep your eyes peeled onto stuff we're doing in the future, because we may do something a bit more than that in the coming months. But, uh, quick fight. Series 1, very 90s. Some really cool Monsters of the Week. Great finale. Series 2... Best season, as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't mean that everything that follows isn't as good. But Angela, Spike and Drew, yes. Jenny Calendar. Yeah. You get some really so you get some Kendra, you get to learn more about the Slayer Lord. Kendra, the Kendra. vampire Slayer. Slayer. Um, which is great. And the finale is heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, series three, some really good ideas. The show matures the frick up out of nowhere. You get faith. Yes, now. Great villain in Mayor Wilkins. Probably the most charismatic villain of the bunch, actually. So that's always good. Um, uh, season four, Buffy goes to college. The villains get a bit weirder and kind of naff. She gets a weird naffish love interest on the surface. But Riley, give, you're going to give Riley a lot more credit after you've watched the series because you'll realise how much of a of a, a significant and needed change he was at the time. Plus you get Hush in that series. Yeah. The single greatest episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer there is, quite yeah. possibly. Um, series, uh, oh my God, series five, you get Glory. <gasps> you get the unexplained arrival of Dawn, which is, I remember watching that go out and going, yeah, that wait, threw me for a complete love. I was like, what's what? going on? The way it's done is beautiful, uh, which is weird because it comes at the end of a really clunky season opener called Buffy versus Dracula. It, it does what it says on the tin. It, um, I have quite fond memories of Buffy versus Dracula. It's so bad, but also kind of great. It, it's in that lovely middle place. And then the rest of the series sort of makes up for it by being phenomenal. I just, I just, I've and then the finale. Of... Oh, the finale yeah. of series five, the gift. So yes. good. Series six, by this point, if you've bought into it completely, you'll have a blast. But this is where it gets a bit dumb. However, musical episode, Tabula Rasa, Dark Willow story, and Tara will be your favourite thing on the whole planet. And series seven, everything gets really mature. Some fun stories keep it light, at least. Uh, there's some really gory, inventive villains in this series, and it's the fine finale. Last episode's in it, and it's freaking great. I hated it! I didn't hate it. it also... By the time you've finished season three, watch season one of Angel. Oh yeah, Angel's actually, by the time they both finished, Angel was a better show than Buffy. Angel was incredible. Um, both, oh, they're so good. We'll get into that in the coming months. Yeah, we'll get, we we might have you covered there. But welcome to the Scooby Gang, Jacob. Welcome. Yes. Um, I'm so glad we've converted someone else to Buffy. That's also, great. Chris, why I'm not entirely aware. Of, I'm only tangentially aware of this being a thing. But oh, go on. why do people call you Papa Jay? Uh, is, that, is that your carnival name? What? Is what? I don't like to talk about it. Oh. Uh, uh, 
over on the Twitter, okay. uh, alternating, we've got it. Remember, Big Dumb Cast on Twitter. We've got it from Ollie Spooks. Ollie Spooks. Ollie Spooks at Ambassador or Death. Who says, are you at all excited for Alec Baldwin's new movie, The Boss Baby? <laughs> well, this set us down a bit of a hole. Yeah, um, a dirty Alec Baldwin hole. Like like I say, I, I, pre, I pre-screened these questions before the, the podcast. and uh, <laughs> So I had to show Christopher the trailer for The Boss Baby, which I'd actually come across <laughs> earlier this day. It was a weird bit of serendipity, this question. Because I'd, I'd literally watched the trailer last night. It came up on my Facebook feed. I'm like, what the hell is... I'm going to let this play... And then I was like, and then this question came up. I was like, oh no, I have to show this to Chris now. <laughs> Are we excited for the boss baby? <laughs> I, you know what? I think, you know what? I, it's DreamWorks, so I never get too giddy. D- DreamWorks, more like Dream Smirks. Don't do that. I never get too good at agreement. I don't really like DreamWorks' output for the most part. In fact, we should do something about this one day, but I discovered. By sheer accident, about three or four years ago, just how much you despise the movie Shrek. Oh, I don't like Shrek at all. I, had... I don't like Shrek. Or Shrek 2, or Shrek 3, or Shrek Forever After. Mm-hmm. I don't like any Matt, of them. Matt launched into an hour-long tirade at about one in the morning, and I was oh. I was in awe of it. It was magical. We'll get into that another time. Oh, I can't remember um, what I said. It's, but it it's, must it's, have been it's a bit of a big damn hate for you. Oh yeah, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, DreamWorks, not a fan of, but the animation style can, when directed well, look quite slick. I think it looks nice. The animation, yeah, it's, it's very, I mean, looming, it's very looming tunes and it's staging. Their animation always looks competent. Like it, animation is not their problem. But it's also about an intelligent, smart talking baby, and the nineties gave us too much of that. And <laughs> Family Guy's given us more of that than we ever really need or want. And also, we we had Little Man. Oh, Jesus. no one can go back to that well after Little Man. It poisoned that well for <laughs> everyone. So, uh, Look Who's Talking. Oh! There's also a movie about talking about Oh, I loved Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Now when I was a kid. Look Who's Talking... No, 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 Look Who's Talking 2. Look Who's Talking Now was... It was about T-O-O. Yes. Yeah. Look Who's Talking Now was the one with the pets and that wasn't good. It wasn't But the... the f- yeah. Those not- first two... Probably shitty, but I watched them a lot as a kid. For those of you who didn't grow up in the 90s, it is a decade full of talking animal and talking baby movies. Usually American, usually straight to video. And not even talking babies, just like babies doing things and animals doing things. Or John Travolta and Bruce Willis. Also things like Baby's Day Out, which is just like a baby wandering around New York and getting into hijinks. Or Dunstan Checks In, which is the same thing, but with a chimpanzee in a t-shirt. Like... That was the nineties, and I just, I just wish there was a channel I could turn on and just watch trailers for nineties things all day. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Uh, is that it? For, is that, is, is yeah, that's it from? Oh no, wait, no. Ollie Spooks also asked a uh, quick Doctor Who question. We won't do. Well, okay, we're not going to do our full on Doctor Who item this week because we've got two very small Doctor Who questions. Do we have oh, any big the, ones in the email inbox? Uh, the, I've got one. Uh, Jacob sent in a, a Doctor Who question. Okay, do you know what? We'll do a mini one. Why yeah. not? We'll do it in a moment. Uh, Guy Lambert, GRA Lambo on Twitter. Hello, you lovely man. We need to get him on, man. We need to get him we on. We do episode. need to get Guy on. Guy has asked a He's going to boost our clout. He's asked, is Doctor Strange magical or will they explain it away with Ant Man style science? It's full on magic. Yeah, it's it's d- dude's magic. We're going dude's into magic. the interdimensional mystic arts. 
by the hoary hosts of Hogarth. We are going there yeah. with this movie. They might do. They might pull like a Laundry Files or something similar on it, where it's like it's just a higher form of science we can't explain, but it's Arthur C. Clarke is basically as you know, it's yeah. technology too. If it is not what, what magic, is science, if not magic, yeah. yeah. If it's not magic outright, then it's at least a science that we can't explain or understand. It's well, magic. He also asks, is Guardians of the Galaxy now the coolest franchise ever? Uh, yeah. It's it's working its way toward that. <laughs> yeah. Because it ain't a franchise, yeah, we can't jump the gun, it's one movie strong, it's but we've got a second a, on the well, way. it's part of a larger franchise. It's part, of, it? it's part of a bigger beast. And, um... <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a pilot fish clinging to the under the belly of the Marvel whale. And suckling. Suckling on the teat. Suckling its whaley Suckling teats. on the teat of the Disney sow. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh my god, just imagine a cow with a head, an engorged cow with the head of Minnie Mouse crying. I don't I think, know why Minnie, I think it's more tragic. If it was Mickey, I'd be like, oh, that's like one of those slightly darker shorts. What are you doing? <laughs> Minnie, I feel sad for her. Um, oh no, what have we done? In the words um, of the great Bob Burnham, if Minnie's a mouse and Mickey's a mouse and Pluto and Goofy's a dog and Donald's a duck and Daisy's a duck, why is Pluto just a dog? Did they forget to anthropomorphize him or worse, are they keeping a mentally handicapped person as a pet? <laughs> okay. So, um, puts a whole new can, spin on it. Can you think of a franchise cooler than Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, and don't say Ice Age. Die Hard in the 80s, but not because of Die Hard. Terrible, that. Not because of Die Hard <laughs> itself, but because of wine coolers and Bruce Willis's desire to sell them. <laughs> Um, references for the eight. Oh. Uh, is that it for non-Doctor Who questions? I believe that is it for non-Doctor Who questions. Then let us launch into a miniature edition of everyone's least favourite item. Namely, ours. <laughs> Matt and Chris, two lifelong Doctor Who fans, reluctantly answer a Doctor Who question. Can I... Um... Do Jacob's first because it's semi-serious. Absolutely, Actually, it's, yes. It's incredibly serious. Go for it, you handsome swine. Um, my question is, why is Doctor Who so important to you? Christ, Jacob, hitting us with a truth bomb. Well, that's a big question. Um, I think from a, think from a wanky creative perspective, it's the ultimate um, incarnation, personification rather, of the idea that stories should take you anywhere because this character and his magical flying space machine can go anywhere. The scope of what you can do is so wonderfully open. It's practically infinite. Yeah, it makes for it makes for fun television. It makes for sometimes incredibly poignant television. It makes for incredible reading. It makes for wonderful comic books and cracking audios and like you could you could do anything with it, um, which is why when they don't push that, it's always very sad because it's the same way that John Romita Senior once said that if you're drawing Spider Man and Spider Man in his costume is having a conversation with someone, if you draw him just stood up facing them, you don't fucked up, son. You've wasted your time with Spider Man, yeah. and the same way with Doctor Who, if they don't push the boat, if they come to Earth too much. If they use the same villain too much, you're wasting it. Yeah. Go everywhere. And that appeals to me on a very sort of like primal level. Like it's such a such a wonderful idea. Um and in terms of personally, it was just that quaint, weird little thing that had finished by the time I found out about it. 
that I, I dug, I learnt more and more about, and then suddenly it came back to TV with a triumphant bang, and it stuck with me because of that, I guess. So, yeah, it's 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 endless possibility, and that really cool feeling of when Rose went out, me going, this is great, and now everyone at school is going to know what the hell that thing is that I like. Yeah. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, How lot, about you, baby? A lot of the same thing. I, I, I grew up on VHS of it. Oh, right. Yeah, grew up on Ket. <laughs> I grew up on VHSs of it courtesy of my dad from a very young age. I can't remember. I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't know what Doctor Who was. I also can't remember a time in my life where I didn't love Doctor Who. Um. So yeah, it's just it's been around for so long, and thankfully because I only really had a limited number of VHSs because what we could afford, I only really had the kind of the best stuff. So because. <laughs> You know, we didn't waste our money on stories that we didn't think were good, um, or we didn't think would be good, and we we, we were usually touch wood, right? Um, so I, you know, I was exposed to stuff like pyramids and Ark in Space and Caves of Androzani and um, uh, uh, Green Death and the, both the John Pertwee Dalek stories were both pretty good. And uh, no, 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 both of them. No, there's three of them. Uh, uh, Death and Death Two and um, Day of uh, <laughs> Resurrection and the Daleks. Pete Davidson one. Yeah, that was good. So you know we we because we only had a limited library. We just had the good stuff. They're good shit. They're good coach. Yeah. So <laughs> being exposed to the best of the show just help me see what it had to offer and what it had to offer was, you know, possibility and, and like you say, the the expectation of the infinite and being able to go anywhere and do anything, but it's still a very relatable show because, you know, you, you work with a limited budget so you have to work with characters. Yeah. So the best Doctor Who stories are like uh, things like the Robots of Death, which has a, you know, it's a high concept thing and it is set in the future and there is futuristic stuff in it. But it's mainly a murder mystery with a bunch of people in an enclosed environment and you have to work with the characters and do what you can with them. And that's what makes it compelling. And so it's a show that can do... It does high concept. It does a lot of good character stuff. When it's at its best, this is. It does a lot... It's high concept. There's a lot of good character stuff and you can do anything within it. So that's why it's important to me because it's just great. Plus it, it stars... It stars space Sherlock Holmes meets Father Christmas. He's a space wizard. Yeah. He's space like Gandalf. Gandalf, or the little green fella from Star Wars, as Matt Smith's doctor once said. <laughs> yeah. I'm Gandalf. Space Gandalf. Um, um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's why it's so important to me. Because it's, because when it's at its best, it's the best thing there is. Because it can do anything. It's so inclusive as well when it's at its best. Yeah. Like it is oh, about, yeah. it is about like, accept everyone. Because inclusion and acceptance amazing. has been a part of that show's thing forever. Like even going back to the Daleks, yeah, or even the, even the first story, just like the differences that how persecuted, how I, feared. Ian and Barbara don't think that Susan's a freak. They yeah, think she's yeah. fascinating, and they want to make sure she's okay. Exactly, she's being this. looked after. So it's it's um, God, I love yeah. that show. It's, it's a wonderful when, show when it's at its best. It's so good. When it's it's when it's when and when he was good, he was very very good. <laughs> um, also, P.S. Lee Colin Loney is my favorite Doctor. We, we love, love Colin. Colin. 
We love Colin. We say that with no sarcasm, genuinely. We think Colin's great. We think Colin's era's not great, but that's more down to production, the way it was being run, in a way, and also some terrible scripts. But We do also think he's a bit of a figure of fun, because, yeah. I mean, he's Colin Baker. Well, just speaking of which, Guy Lambert asks, if any doctor should feature in class as a teacher, which one? Colin, Colin Baker, come on. <laughs> Get, not a doctor. I'm not saying the sixth doctor should be a teacher. I just want Colin to play a teacher in class. Because it would be so jarring. If this show is as bloody and gory as they're saying it's going to be, I want Cuddly Colin to just randomly be in there to alleviate the, the, the tension of the violence a bit. I shan't join you. <laughs> uh, he is the most murderous doctor. Oh, God, could you imagine he walks in a room and there's a creature dissolving someone with acid? He just goes, don't mind if I don't join you. <laughs> he just leaves the room. Or he pushes two students into its mouth <laughs> and then just walks off. <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> sexy class holes. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hashtag sexy. And finally, uh, Ollie Spooks, hey Ollie Spooks babes, says... What's your favourite classic Doctor Who episode? I'm guessing you mean serial, because if we're talking specific episode, uh, on, a, on an Earthly Child episode one, is the best classic Doctor Who episode. Because good God, it sets the tone, and it's a wonderful little 20 minute movie about this odd girl and a curious teacher, this strange man in a junkyard, and a, and a wonderful spaceship parked up as an ordinary police box, tucked away amongst all the rubbish. But if we're talking like serial, mm. um, Oh, it's our favourite, so naturally we're both going to pick Time and the Rani. Um, <laughs> Time Lush? Who am I? And who are you? Um, Leave the girl. It's the, the man, man I want. want. Uh, you uh, know... Dimensions in Time. Oh. Madam, what year is this? <laughs> 2013. <laughs> Looks like it. Oh, God. Um, uh, oh, do you know what? My favourite classic one... I love City of Death. I love, 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 love City of Death. Oh, City of Death's wonderful. Yeah. My, what a wonderful butler. He's so violent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a beautiful woman. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that entire scene is so it's well just written. perfect. No one's as stupid as he looks. <laughs> Douglas um, Adams is just, just on fire. Nailed it. Uh, um, I do have a big... I, I don't think it's the best... But good God, one of my favourites is The Five Doctors. Because it feels like a proper, like, event. Good God, why? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's terrible! I saw it in The Times. What? Tomorrow's Times. I mean, I like it, but it's it's not good. How dare you, it's sir? It's not good as at all. As easy as pie? As easy as pie, Matthew? Oh, no. Richard Herndall slurping his pineapple in a close-up. <laughs> Anthony Ainley, A World Without the Doctor. Scarcely, a cosmos without doctor. Scarcely bears thinking. <laughs> yes, yeah. Come on, come on, Barusa. I'm, I'm using the special edition voice here because it's my favourite. But you seek immortality. <laughs> Razalon, come on, the Death Zone. Yetis, a random Dalek in a mirrored corridor. Susan spreading her ankle in the shittest way imaginable by slightly oh. tripping. <laughs> Tegan going to mean you get to run from your own people in a wreckety old TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get to Heathrow now! Come on, John Pertwee, at 
action-packed driving away, speeding away in Bessie from a crappy CGI triangle. Oh. Sarah Jane falling down the least steep hill in history, being pulled up by a rope. Come on. Tom Baker getting stuck the in a triangle. The Rastan Warrior Robot. Oh, the Rastan Warrior come Robot's on. amazing. Oh, dude. Oh. Come on. Oh, it's, it's so good. so good. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> it's so bad. Herndl's horn. It's so it's bad. So um, it's great. On a serious canine, note. Canine telling Sarah Jane not to go in this danger. She's like, no, I'll be fine. She leaves and there's a beware the dog thing on the gate. Oh, oh it's yes. so good. Um, it's so good. Oh, I love. On a serious doctors. note, I, I think you can pretty much go with anything from <laughs> Spirit from Space is another favorite. <laughs> anything from like, and if you want to talk about the most solid run of consistently good stories, you're talking about basically everything from Robot up until, <laughs> including Robot. All right, everything from, space. from the Ark in Space <laughs> up until Horror of Fang Rock, um, basically. Yeah, what's after horror? Invasion of Time. Is that straight after? Uh, it's, like, it's a Leela story, so your days are getting numbered there. Yeah, Invasion um, of Time is pretty bad. Uh, um, um, I mean, I, if, if you're looking for just a consistently great series, I'd personally say John's second the first one with uh, Roger uh, there's too much of John's second season I've not seen well then we'll have to fix that yeah because I've still got big gaps in my classic who stuff bye Jingo um, sir you need you need some Delgado in your life oh I've seen some I've seen plenty of I mean Terror of the Autons is stunning oh, um I I mentioned it earlier and I have a really really soft spot for Robots of Death it is great I, Love. Please do not love. throw hands at me. Oh, I love D eighty four so much. <laughs> um, I love that story. Um, I think it's a great, it's a great example of like I was saying before. You take a murder mystery, like an Agatha Christie style murder mystery, and you just put it in a futuristic sand miner with a bunch of like decadent pricks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it um, works so well. And then you have Leela there as a, as a sort of audience sort of, sort of like. I don't know what any of this is. The dog's like, well, ha ha, yeah, ah, mmm, yeah. And, and, you know, I like, a, I still like a lot of characters from that series, that, from that episode serial, that do only pop up in there, like D84 and Poole and the Captain and Taron Capel are just like, they're all pretty great characters. And they're only in this one story, but, yeah, so I, I like Robert's death quite a lot. Also, if you can look past the awkward racial, um... Right, writing and sort of stereotyping, Tomb of the Cybermen is pretty freaking. Yeah, great. and in the, on the same, by the same token, Talons of Wen Chang. Yeah, it's got oh, some really, yeah. really like dated and awful stuff with race in it, but taking it as a product of its time, it's a really great story. Yeah, I'm too man, especially just oh, little tomb's things. So good, just little things, especially the moment where like he holds, he reaches out his hand to grab her hand, and he grabs Jamie's. And there's, yeah. a, there's a second when either of them realise that they look at each other and go, immediately let go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love, of, of, I love that surviving oh, um, Patrick stuff because the the <laughs> bond that him and Fraser Hines had is very clear. It's great in, in their performances and uh, they had a blast working yeah, together. Yeah, they just and... they, you can just tell that they all loved it. Oh, man. And um, I always get very sad whenever I watch the end of the War Games. Yeah. 
Well, it's a really um, tragic ending. Like, it is. It's the same kind of tragic ending that Donna got in Series 4 in that no one's died. But this is heartbreaking because it's it it never happened. It Although, never it never happened for them. Their adventures never happened. If you go off, they've um, never met him. It's so horrible. It's like, oh my god! And he's basically executed, although it's never worded that way anywhere. No, but he's basically executed. He's forced into a regeneration. Choose a new face. It's like so. Die. We're going to take a life from you. Yeah, basically. It's like my god. And the fact that he's the fact that he's not like screaming in agony or pain, he's he's panicking like he always would. This little doddering man. He's like, "Oh, you're making me giddy." No, it's just like, "Oh no, no, come back!" Oh, it's Doctor Who, man. Oh, if you if you go off, I'm gonna chuck in survival as well. Survival's a favourite. If you go off the Grant Morrison comic, <clears throat> The World Shapers, yeah, then Jamie's memory erasure didn't stick, and he became an outcast amongst his people. Oh God! Until he's then picked up by the Sixth Doctor and ends up dying on one of the adventures. Oh, thanks, Grant Morrison. Thanks, Grant Morrison. Does it turn out that, yeah, that, Mel, that Mel was uh, the f- Fifth Dimension all along and the Fifth Dimension was imagination? Grant Morrison writing a bit of a <laughs> Doctor Who magazine comics. Love it. I just thought that the Doctor could do with a, a little bit more mysticism. I so was... I, I basically... I hooked myself up to a hooker was like it was a medical me. drip and travelled to a Tibetan temple with a little Sylvester should... McCoy Dapol figure in my pocket. You should read Super Gods. Um, I really should. Because there are bits of that book where you just feel you miss... I was, I was just out of my mind on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> just... And so were we. <laughs> it seemed like a really good idea at the time. Uh, uh, we, uh, as, as, as we come, as we emerge from the hazy cloud of Grant Morrison's comics, of Grant Morrison's dirty, <laughs> dirty ways, we bid you good night for this week. Join us next week for a part Halloween, part Doctor Strange love fest, where we jerk each other off. Part Halloween, part Doctor Strange, all hashtag sexy class holes. Dirty swine. Oh, God. Next week is going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Right. We'll see you next time. Big Damn Cast on Twitter, bigdamnblog.tumblr.com, and email us bigdamncontact at gmail.com. Till later. Laters. Bye!